This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is kind of a tough day in journalism in Vancouver. It's been part of the commute for a lot of people in Metro, picking up a free copy of the Star Metro Vancouver newspaper. Today is the final print edition of that newspaper. They will st- That newsroom will still continue to operate now, but now it'll only be online, the print edition finishing today. Uh, the changes at Star Metro... 73 staff have been laid off across the country. Uh, Print papers also shutting down in Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, and Halifax. That's sad. I'll tell you what, that newspaper, that little newspaper there in that newsroom, they did a good job there. They had some very, they still have some very talented journalists there, but a lot of very talented people also being laid off. That is sad. As we know, there's lots of plenty of news organizations that are experiencing challenges at the moment. So what does the Star Metro print edition closure say about the state of journalism in Canada as 2019 comes to a close. Well, let's talk about that now with Alan Waterman. He's a journalism instructor at BCIT. He worked as a journalist at the CBC for 36 years. Alan, thanks a lot for coming on. You're very welcome, Mike. Nice to join you. Yeah, this is, this is sad to see this paper shut down. And and I got to tell you, like I'm working for the Vancouver province newspaper. Of course, we're owned by the same company as the, as the Vancouver sun. So this paper is a competitor uh, to the people I work with, but you know what? The people I work with at the province and the Vancouver Sun were just as sad to see this this paper shut down, Metro Vancouver, because even though they're the competition, competition is a good thing, and when you see it being eroded, um, that's that's bad news. What are your thoughts on the, the this final print edition of this paper today? Yeah, I, th- I think it is sad, Mike, and the, uh, this particular paper had a unique niche market and it was a uh, hyper local it was of course you know free as soon as you stepped off SkyTrain or anything like that um, and it was also a platform where new journalists often got uh, their their feet wet in the business so it was uh, yeah it, it's sad to see that go but it's really indicative where journalism is going I don't think you know Contrary to popular belief, I don't think journalism's dying by a long shot, but it's it's morphing. And uh, Star Weekly, it was the last major free commuter paper in Canada, and it uh, it it just uh, was so tough to make a go of it with advertising dollars going into those uh, black twin black holes of Facebook and Google. But yeah. it is a reality too. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job over there. What were your thoughts on the uh, the the product that they put out over there? I mean, did you ever did you teach any of the kids who ended up working over there? 
a, a couple, but mostly our, our uh, kids are going into the uh, those journalism jobs where they're demanding different skills than just print. Uh, our, our students uh, are going into uh, areas where they they have to have online skills, and that's where it's gone. That's yeah. where the the dollars have gone. It's all online, uh, not as much in print anymore. And so uh, what we're seeing here is just a, as it it's a morph of the situation. You, we hear about paper after paper closing, but what we don't hear as much about is where the new journalists are going. You know, you, you've got uh, online publications like the TIE, which in spite yeah, of yeah. Uh, the, uh, the idea that uh, Google and Facebook suck everything up, uh, the TIE has, thank you very much, survived extremely well. There are also other ones like the Discourse uh, that is is. Uh, going great guns online, and they are really making uh, headway into hyper-local. That's where it's going, hyper-local on online. Your little weekly newspaper has closed up shop in your town. Well, it's the online business that's taken up the slack and doing great journalism, but it's all on your phone. That's where it goes. Yeah, these newspapers that are shutting down, I mean, like you say, it's kind of sad to see that, but I, I think you make a great point there that a lot of it's morphing onto online for sure it, it's still tough to see though because we're seeing layoffs here as well as some of these some of these news organizations uh, contract um and i re- i just feel sad for young people who go into this business hoping to make a career out of it and they're finding it tough because i remember when i was a kid my dream was to be a newspaper reporter and i was happy to have my dream come true so it's pretty tough going into this business now and to get a really good paying job like i just wonder if you could comment on that alan like i take your point that a lot of the jobs are morphing online but are are, are the jobs good paying jobs or there used to be a time in this country you could get a have a career in a newspaper and it'd be a good paying job that would last your whole life Well, that's it. You and I came up uh, through the business, whether it's... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, uh, in the paper or in broadcast where, yeah, that was, that was your uh, uh, be-all and end-all is to get that great uh, job in broadcaster on a paper. Right. But, uh, you know, not to, to toot our own horn at BCIT, but 96% of our graduates are getting jobs in journalism within the first year. Good and they're they're generally good paying jobs right out the gate. They're not, I mean they're, you're not going to go out and buy a house uh, right out of the gate, but uh, uh, but they're they're doing well and they're moving up the ladder. But they're doing it differently than we did. Uh, they're doing it with skills that uh, where they can uh, they can easily adapt to all three platforms at the same time. They can be online. They can be on radio. They can be on TV. They know how to shoot video. They know how to edit. Uh, they can do it all. They're you know they're what they used to say in in theater. They're Triple threats. If you can sing, dance, and act, you're going to work. Well, now if you can uh, do video, radio, and online, you are going to work, and the jobs are out there. They're not maybe in traditional newsrooms that we're thinking of. A lot more right. online, a lot more corporate work now. Corporations are looking for people with a journalistic background to tell their stories. I mean, really, what they're looking for are storytellers, and uh, so the 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 uh, the 
the students that are coming out of our program right now are getting jobs because they've got skills that those laid-off paper uh, uh, reporters, sorry to say, don't have. Uh, and, uh, and that's the difference. You know, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's tough when you see these uh, 20-somethings uh, who are actually able to survive in this industry and, and, and have a career in journalism, much to the chagrin of those who are in their 40s and 50s saying, I don't have that skill set and I don't know if I want to hack this anymore. Well, that's why I guess there's maybe some hope for some of the young people who may have been laid off in this uh, downturn for Star Metro here across the country. A lot of these young kids have got, like you said, sort of multi-talented skill sets Maybe they can turn around and get a, and get a job somewhere else, another organization. Oh, abs- absolutely, I think I think the odds are really in their favor. Uh, for those who have been longtime journalists who, who were working for the Star, it's it's a tougher road. Uh, I get calls uh, quite frequently from uh, established reporters saying, uh, "I want to take one of your part-time studies courses because I need this new skill set that I didn't get when I was going through journalism school." So they're the they're the ones who are going to have a tougher time. The younger ones, they may end up in some platform that they never even dreamed of, uh, or some corporation that they never dreamed of. But the jobs are out there; it's just morphing. I think also we're seeing um, sort of the, the the flip of the or the swing of the pendulum into the opposite direction uh, from the uh, from caused by Trump. You know, the, the, the Trump effect is, uh, was massive, and there was definitely uh, a distrust, and still is to some extent, of the uh, so-called mainstream media. Uh, yeah. That, I find, is switching, and we're, uh, we're back to having a waiting list to get into our program. We've got students who are uh, gung-ho about getting into this business, and, and a lot of them because they want to be able to tell straightforward, factual stories uh, that they can absolutely back up. There's not uh, an ounce of opinion in there, speculation. We, we try to drill that out of them. I think that's where media possibly went wrong over the years, is that more and more people strayed over that line between am I a columnist or am I a straight-up reporter? And that's where I think the, the distrust became, uh, started in some fashion with uh, the public over the media. Is that, well, I don't know, you've voiced an opinion on this subject before. Now you're giving a report on the same subject. What do I believe? So uh, that's, uh, I think we're getting back to, to good, solid, straightforward journalism. That's, that's where the industry has got to go, and that's where these, uh, these students are finding work. Back to basics. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Alan Waterman, he's a journalism instructor at BCIT. I think the uh, the struggle for newspapers, Alan, for your for your comment, is I remember talking to people in newspapers who said that you know that the the irony for a lot of newspapers that are struggling is that a lot of the stuff that newspapers produce are being read by more people than ever before because newspapers, of course, have all got websites and there are tons of eyeballs looking at those websites. The struggle for newspapers is to is to get the advertising revenue because the advertising revenue that used to be for the print edition of the paper when print was king was huge. And totally, you know, you, 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 you know, your is, local car dealer would do a three page spread yeah. and and put massive dollars in into the pockets of the publisher. These days, 
online is different. Online, you know, you could look at it as being the Costco model. Instead of uh, selling off one or two widgets at a time, we're going to sell them by the palletful at a much, much smaller margin. Uh, you're going to make money, but you've got to produce a lot more widgets. And, and that's really what you're looking at on online. You're going to get tens of thousands of eyeballs, uh, hopefully, uh, reading your stuff. They're only going to pay a, a penny apiece uh, to do it. Or, better yet, you figured out that uh, you can put up a pay firewall. Look at the New York Times. Look at the Guardian. Look at all these places that are act- actually have improved uh, their status over the last couple of years because they recognized the only way they were going to get eyeballs, the only way they were going to get subscription base was to go online and make it a pay firewall. Have people actually yeah. pay for good journalism. You've got to do the good journalism to start with, but then people slowly realize they've got to be able to pay for it. And it's got to be multimedia as well. And I'll give a shout out to the Vancouver Sun and Province, the the papers that I work for. And I think they're doing a great job kind of uh, bringing out a lot more content on the website, video, audio, podcasts, all kinds of stuff, because this is what people want. You know, people are demanding that kind of multimedia uh, experience. Totally. The, um, you look at the New York Times. They invested so heavily in video a couple of years ago, they hired in one fell swoop 150 video journalists. And they produce amazing stuff on the New York Times that you would never see in the printed page. It's, it's all value add. And uh, video is definitely uh, the king. It's got to be uh, uh, marketed to be picked up on mobile devices because now the latest stats I saw uh, were that uh, worldwide and in Canada, uh, mo- the most video viewed is on mobile devices, not on a TV, uh, but and not on a uh, on a desktop computer, but on mobile. And okay. you know, these the students now—that's where they're getting the news. That's where they're seeing it. It's it's video based to catch their eyeballs to hook them in, and then they're and then you got to okay. you still have to deliver the solid goods. If you don't, if you don't have good solid journalism. They're not coming back no matter what. So okay. that's where it's gone. Alan, it's good to hear that BCIT is doing well there and uh, getting people into jobs. Thanks a lot for coming on. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Alan Waterman, he's a journalism instructor at BCIT.